This is Brother Wolf here on the Benchmark Podcast. I'm here also with Collins. What's up, guys? You know, it's a long night, but I still got some pineapple and rum left. And we're also here with a good friend of ours, Reverend Ross. How y'all doing out there in the world? And today we have a very special podcast in which uh, Collins would like to go ahead and bring up some key thoughts on. So, uh, full disclosure, Rev. Ross is actually a minister with Universal Life Life Church, as I am. And considering the state of affairs and seems I see nothing but negativity, I want to go back to the roots. Um, Is it safe to say that everyone here at one point knows or at least follows the tenements of an Abrahamic religion? Yes. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, Abraham, you're doing Islam, Christianity, Judaism. That's the point. And what's one of the things that's consistent in all three of those? I, I, don't all not answer at once. So this is a serious question. Um, I think the existence of Christ is in all three of those. Fair. Not the answer I was going for. Ross? The... No, because that's not the subservience to God to put your faith in and trust in a higher power. Close. Close, very close. I'd also say uh, both of my, all all of them are monotheistic religions. Monotheistic, yes, that's correct, but not what I'm going for. Follow Rev. Ross' train train of thought. Mm. Following a higher power. Right. Specifically following instructions. Correct. I want to go ahead and uh, ask a rhetorical question because when I asked it, I know that uh, I am not a benchmark in this era and I need to do better. The Ten Commandments. I'm going to ask all of you, listeners and both of you, my friends, of the Ten Commandments, how many have you broken? And here's the thing. Like the Wu-Tang Clan, I cannot name all Ten Commandments at once, in order. Can you? In order, no. At once, probably. And also, I mentioning this, which is funny. Um, there was a comedian. I can't remember who it was. George Carlin was the comedian that said, "To be honest with you, those Ten Commandments can be broken down into three commandments." Go ahead. And one of them was. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt honor parents, and thou shalt uh, have no other God. Those uh, those are the three. And if you look at the rest of the commandments, they fall in line under all three of those. I mean, if you're going to take that thought, and Jesus said it himself, the only commandments you need to follow is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and mind, and love thy neighbor as I love thyself. And that's it. And everything else falls in line under those two. That's... That's uh, Jesus shortened it down to two. He's one better than Carlin, <laughs> right? Which is well, he su- he's supposed to. Supposed to. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. You know, son of God, I expect your resume to be better than mine. <laughs> Boy, you know, rest is, in peace, George Carlin. By the way, but rest yes. in peace, Jesus. Well, get your priorities. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You know, but uh, the reason I bring it up is this: I'm not trying to go ahead and get into religion. I'm just using religion because that's the basis for most of society. In how we're supposed to act that's why and I sat down and I sat down and looked so for those of you who don't know 
the Ten Commandments in order. And now, of course, this is theoretically a revision because we're going back and forth of what are the commandments and so forth and so on. You said it earlier, you brought it up. Thou shalt not murder is actually the commandment for some. Some say thou shalt not kill. Eh, I'm not going to play the semantics game. I'm going to list them as we currently know them. We can get into that deeper later on. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make idols. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Five, honor your father and your mother. Six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Ten, you shall not covet. So with the Ten Commandments, how many have you broken? And we're not talking about when you were three years old and you didn't have a concept of life. And going into a topic we'll discuss later, we're not talking about 18 when you're still rough around the edges. We're talking about as an adult, you know right from wrong. How many of the commandments have you broken? And how can you justify it to yourself and to your neighbor and call yourself a good person? Minimum of three. I said it rhetorical. Don't don't put yourself on uh, blast. No, I, I, I'm, I'm very open about. I, I believe openness is how you get uh, how you get better. I, I I agree with that. The other thing is this too. Do you want to go ahead and have that be your benchmark, your standard? Are we counting appropriately? Like case in point, I'm not a fan of the concept of born again virgin. I don't believe you can just erase all the other stuff you did. But at the same time. Your life is defined by errors and you're trying to do right now. I I would hate to go ahead and be a person who did wrong, know I did wrong, am remorseful, and trying to do better, but the entirety of my life is judged on that one action. I would be disgusted for that. Case in point, Kobe Bryant. His death was polarizing because he was an adulterer to some, a rapist to some more, but to some, he was a idol. Ooh, he was a legend. He was someone to emulate. That's one of the things that concerns me. What's going to be my legacy? What's going to be your legacy? You plural, from Collins to Ross to Brother Wolf to all of you as well. What are you doing to make yourself better? And if we agree that these ten are just easy enough to follow, why are we not following them? Now, it looked like you, uh, well, rephrase. I can see that his, uh, Rev Ross's facial expressions were in complete agreement. So please take the floor, brother. Um, so, the Ten Commandments are, are generally simple, and I, I will say simple to follow. Easy to follow and simple to follow are two different things. Um, but with that said, the reason why I went forward with listing the number of commandments I think that I break or, or, or broke or even break on a regular basis because, you know, human, um, is my goal, legacy, whatever you want to put it, is to remind people that you are flawed. Like, perfection is the goal. It is unattainable, but it is the goal. Um, so you want to keep aiming for it, even though you are flawed. So sometimes we get caught bogged down in the fact that we aren't 
worthy, that we aren't good enough, that we are flawed and we get stuck in a spiral, that we are flawed. And that allows us to get deeper and deeper into our flaws. Um, but the only way you can beat that and, and get out of that is to aim for perfection, is to aim to be better and keep working at it. And that's just something that you gotta work at every day. You're not gonna make it every day, but the goal is to make it most days. Sounds good to me. I mean, the uh, the only thing in which I'm thinking of is when you said that, I thought, how many times have I said, um, oh God, why me in my head? I've thought, you know, how many times have I you know, accidentally said something in which afterward I was like, uh, I didn't need to say, bring up the Lord's name when I said that or something like that. Uh, I think about that all the time that I was just thinking about and about how we need to talk better. Um, so that's the one thing in which I, in which I really had to say that I, that, that made me really think about. Um, you know, the uh, other one that I was thinking of is honor the Sabbath. The whole thing about honoring the Sabbath is very hard to do in today's society because most jobs you find, they're not going to want to hear you don't want to work on Sunday. Or they're not going to want to hear, you know, that, you know, Sunday is a special day for you or something like that. That doesn't work for them. Well, whatever the Sabbath is, remember in Judaism is Saturday. So oh. the, the Sabbath is a holy day is the point. It doesn't, it, the day being determines like Seventh-day Adventists it always changes depending on the day um, and I agree with you I would hate to be a single parent who has to determine between the Lord and feeding my child I, that's an interminable response I, I, I don't want to argue that point which also makes me think of this one key thing are the Ten Commandments from God or are they by man trying to manipulate because here's the key point. Some of these laws were not written with internet design in mind, with global connectivity, with, you know, daily markets. I don't think that was a standard. So how would you be able to plan for that? I don't think you could. So should the commandments be rewritten? You know? Because here's the thing. I do not go to church. I am a Roman Catholic, the worst kind, I'm sorry, don't get mad at me, that's how I was raised. I'm wearing my rosary right now, but I don't believe everything that's done is appropriate, right, or agree with. I do believe in the basic tenets of being a better person, though. I do believe in that. But are these tenets the way forward in today's society, or were they ever the way forward in society in general? Let me say, I think the beauty of uh, the beauty of the Ten Commandments is almost like the beauty of the Constitution, which is the fact that they were designed that amendments can be written to them in, in a way, or they were designed that they have a base idea, and that base idea, as long as you keep with the base idea, you can find ways in order to see what they should be interpreted as. I mean, you have to remember the entire Bible was interpretation. So 
nobody that originally started with the Bible actually was around when they started writing the Bible. I mean, you don't have Adam there, but everybody just happened to know what Adam and Eve did. You know, so the the whole thing goes back to legacy. You know what I mean? For some, Eve's legacy is always going to be, you fell for that? Other people is like, you're flawed, as you said, and we're supposed to do better. And that frightens me. You know what I mean? Right. In particular, um, King James Version, which is the version that most people go with, uh, it's one of the famous ones. Um, You have to remember, King James was written um, so long after the Bible, particularly the Old Testament, was written so long uh, before the King James Version of it. So, in essence, um, you have something that has been interpreted over centuries and centuries of people uh, living. And so, and back then they didn't have written word, it was all spoken word. So we all know the problem when you have spoken word. No matter how perfect you set things up at the beginning, after it goes from one person to the mm-hmm. next person to the next person, it's altered, it's changed with each person. And if you don't believe me, play that game, I played it in school, where one person tells a story to another person, then everybody's outside the room. So there's person A who gives the original story. One person comes into the classroom. Person A tells the story to person B. After they've been told the story, and just in that initial loop, the foundation is cracked, the story is no longer the same. Person A sits down and can do nothing. Person B then tells the story to person C. And by the time it gets down the chain, Becky then had two kids, he's supposed to catch you outside, you know, somebody's an asshole, all this fun stuff, but we lost the meaning with our own desires and interpretations. Like, go ahead, Rev Ross, because I got something else I want to put in after you say this. So, the, the, the quick refutation to what you gentlemen are talking about, real quick, um, is is based on faith and belief, um, and is one that the most churches, uh, I know the Roman Catholic Church prescribes to this idea, uh, and that uh, a couple of other faiths prescribe to it, um, it's very simple that the word of God cannot be changed by man. It cannot be altered in any way. The, the, the gist of the story will be, will, will come out eventually because God's will, God's words will find their way. Like they're, they're immutable. They will find their way through the story. No matter what happens, what man tries to do, the message will eventually come. The, the, the destination come will be found. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter. It, we're going with that one is having faith in, in, in that God is uh, watching the world and being active, at least in this sense, his power is active through his word and that it is immutable. Now, I say that, but. I also understand that these same institutions that professors believe have removed books from the Bible that aren't widely known. So, the thing is, is that you, you, they say one thing and then do another, which has always been a problem with church-going situations. I, I would like to believe that the general message has always been one coached in love and forgiveness and acceptance, but that's just Rev's point of view. Mm. 
You have the pulpit now? <laughs> I, I, I will step back. I, this is not my sermon area. I will be doing preaching. That's another podcast totally. <laughs> so the two things, excuse me, three things I want to uh, come bring up are this. Going back to it as interpretation. And I would say that the majority of Americans have stolen. I'm, and I, by majority, I'm talking over... <clears throat> For those who know statistics, the p-value is high. It's over 95. It's 0.05. I'm saying 95% of Americans have stolen. And here's why. Have you ever lollygagged while on the time clock? You stole time on the clock. I would hate to go up to St. Peter. You stale facing right now, but I hate to go up to St. Peter. And he'd be like, remember that day you did nothing and got paid for it? <laughs> That's the dream, right? Not my dream, not your dream. And I, that's a very, very strict interpretation. So I, I am being very, very uh, loose and carefree with the wordings. But that's what worries me as well, is that how strictly are these words defined? Like, kill and murder are two def definitively different concepts. You know what I mean? And I also think about Paradise Lost. I find it always messed up that... The Paradise Lost and Dante's Inferno. The initial circle of hell are all those who couldn't be saved because they didn't know Jesus' word. That's why I have a problem with the immutable message statement. You're telling me because I didn't get the message, even though I was ready, to, I was potentially ready to receive it, I'm damned? That's why it's hard for some people to believe in organized religion. Also, I'm stepping on the goddamn uh, soapbox right now. As a Roman Catholic, I'm denouncing the Roman Catholic Church for one reason. I am glad they're going goddamn bankrupt. There's no reason to be touching all these little children. And thoughts and actions are two different things. I can mean the best thing, but if I keep punching you in the face, do I mean the best thing? Especially if I'm an adult with reason, intellect, intending to use them, like Galileo said, and I'm still doing negative things? That's why it's hard for me to believe some of the things that are going on and addressed. So as far as I'm concerned, I believe the Ten Commandments have a good place. I believe they do, unfortunately, need to be addressed. But we also need to address them as well and take a step back and say, hey, are we living our best life? Life is hard for puppies and kittens, but we're not living our best life. And if we're using that as a benchmark, as a goalpost, why do we keep moving them away for everybody else? Or, or not for you, you know what I mean? Looks like you got something to say. What's up, Wolf? Well, two things. Uh, the first thing is when you brought up the thing of the line at St. Peter, I always think of the, the quote from, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was, but they said that that line to get into heaven will be the first line in which nobody will want to cut. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey said it. And so That's the line you're not looking perfect. to cut. <laughs> <laughs> because you know when that day happens, all of that is going to be added up. Every little thing you did in the, in, 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 in the dark and everything like that is going to be factored whether you have been naughty or what you that? have been nice. <laughs> and the quote what Mr. Harvey said, you said it in line, and you see somebody take the express shoot down that you knew was going to say it with me, y'all, the upper room. <laughs> and you're going to sit with that dumb face going, well, I thought, oh, oh. What, you, what, 
What chance do I have? <laughs> yeah. Man, you go ahead of me, bro. I got, I got a the thing over there, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly afraid of the concept of Judgment Day. And if the Ten Commandments are a benchmark, what are we doing to do better? <clears throat> like I said, um, it's it's all about trying to do better, and and and. Everyone falls short of the glory of God. It is only upon his mercy that you enter the kingdom of heaven. That's, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but that's almost a direct quote from the Bible. It's it's basically what he's saying. You don't get there because you were good. You are not good enough, period. It is only through his mercy. That gave me a complex right quick. (laughs) (laughs) The, 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 The truth, if you're a Christian, this is what you believe in. It's because... Jesus died for you is the only reason you can even have a chance to stand in that line. Like, Jesus died. All right, I got one shot. You know what I mean? Get my Eminem jacket on and start practicing in the mirror. You Fair know? enough. Because that, that's your shot. This life is your shot. So, you know, you live it as beautifully as you can and as close to the, the words of, of, of the religion as you can. But, you know, they're there somewhat of like like over a hundred different religions in the world what's to say that you know you're living the right one because it's the most dominant that would mean that European history is the only history we should study oh wait I'm sorry we can edit that part out right I didn't mean to put it like that but it's just it's generally speaking like we we Shintoism. Look it up. Just mm-hmm. saying. Just options. I, I, I always have to go back when I think about religion to a famous quote from the 13th Doctor, Doctor Who All Day, by the way. And it's. Eccleston's my favorite. It's love is better than hate. Always. I, I, and, and if you realize that, if you live your life by that concept, you will not realize how much easier life becomes if you always think in the back of your head that love is better than hate. I always think when somebody talks to me about a lot of the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff and everything like that, they always say, well, you hate this person or you hate racist or something like that. No, I don't hate racist. I love the human race. There's a difference in between the two. It is always better to believe in love. It's always better not to attack your neighbor, but to teach them. And that is, in truth, in essence, what I think the Bible is all about. I, I don't think that that essence can ever be really tarnished as far as it's concerned. Uh, regardless of all of the political stuff that goes behind it and everything like that, or all of the other stuff dealing with churches and everything, love is better than hate. You know what? I, you might have literally just summed up the Ten Commandments. So credit to you for that one. But uh, I want to shift for a second before we go ahead and end this. And I'm putting the spotlight back on you, Rev Ross. I am ashamed. I do not want to talk about my account. Would you care to talk about the commandments that you have broken? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... I will say off the top of my head, I've probably committed adultery. I have, uh... Whoa, 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 whoa. 
did you miss? Like, <laughs> it depends on it depends on what your actual definition of adulterous is. If it is adulterous thought or adulterous act. Okay, so I think everybody has an adulterous thought. I have been in the situation where there was someone who I was interested in who happened to be already uh, spoken for and there was some uh, pursuit there. Um, But that, uh, again, that's behavior that I don't really indulge in anymore or even when at the time it wasn't something that I did exceedingly a, a bunch. Um, I would also say that, you know, honoring thy mother and thy father. And I really don't uh, have a relationship with my father. Uh, I actually have no idea where the gentleman is right now, so to speak. Um, I hope he's well, that he's still breathing. Um, my mom I talk to on a, on a regular, at least semi-regular basis. Um, she's one of my worst of friends opponents, and she always beat me. So I've been beating her, but why you beat me? I've never understood that. It's, <laughs> uh, it's one of those, yeah. But we, we talk on a regular basis, but it's if you're honoring both of the people that brought you here, I, I have no way to honor a man who's been absent in my life for yes amount of years. So I try to circumvent that by honoring the men who were father figures to me, um, and at least their memory of what they stood for. Because they, uh, they're both passed from this place. Well, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and do a pull-out for Uncle Benny because uh, I've learned from him as well. So, thank you, Uncle Benny. I appreciate that one. Mm-hmm. And my Uncle Charles, and it's one of the reasons why I'm, I did all the stuff that made me rev today. <laughs> Say um, it with me. Bone said it. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. I missed both of those men. They had so much wisdom. Uh, you don't miss them. You don't realize how much wisdom they have until they don't are unable to impart that wisdom to you on a regular basis on, or the only way you can access it is in memories. Um, but besides that, I, you know, I, I mean, when I was a child, I probably stole something. And it, it all depends on levels of what you, of what you actually debate what is breaking one of these laws is. Because like, a lot of Christian scholars will be like, the intent of the action is breaking the law. So you might not have murdered anyone, but if you've ever been angry enough to murder someone, then you might have broken the thou shalt not murder because in your heart of hearts, you wanted to remove that person from this world. Now, I don't know many people that have been that angry. Once or twice in in all the years I've been here, I've been that angry over some things that happen in, in the family. So, yes, things like that can happen, but again, it goes back to, to, to some of the semantics of breaking a, a commandment. I've never, I try to keep a day holy. In this global economy in which- uh, It's really hard to keep either, the, either Saturday or Sunday, so I just try to keep one of my days a Sabbath day where I don't really do anything, but like I read my Bible a little bit, 
I'll talk to some of the people that I uh, fellowship with, and uh, yeah, I try to you know give that to relaxation and to the Lord. So I'm not opposed to it. Like I said, I I appreciate you even saying that because Lord knows. First off, I, when you said, I don't know how you count that, and I was like, you missed. Like you know where you. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's. Admitting our faults so we can get better and we don't do this enough and I, I wish we would do this more often So that way we can learn we can grow we can go ahead and what do better and have a new benchmark well, Meliora Isla. <laughs> you know? Isla, nah. Isla, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I, I look and the people who preach religion the most and preach behavior are the ones who are always the questionable individuals it's something that and I don't want to be that person yet I feel like I am right now I feel like people that that stand in the pulpit a lot a lot of people that will practice and shout dogma at you and tell you you're being a bad blah 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 it's because they want you to act in a certain way and it's a serious it's a way to control people as well if you want to look at it honestly which is what I was saying earlier when most of this is written by man for man's benefit and that's why I'm concerned what is the quote-unquote letter of the law and more importantly are both ideas still good and valid that's that's that last question is a deep one man that's that's a longer that's that's a whole that's <laughs> like a dissertation that's neither here nor there this is uh Collins along with Reverend Brother Wolf we're hoping that your commandments aren't broken as easily as someone else, but regardless, get forgiveness, do better. We appreciate your time. Thank you for turning into the Benchmark Podcast. This is Collins, and thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, product of Benchmark Media, LLC, where we always attempt to establish a positive benchmark. We would like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed are strictly the views and opinions of each individual, and those views do not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Please contact the professional for any help you may require. We'd like to thank all of our guests for their contributions, and of course to you, our listening family. Don't forget any of our sponsors. Please visit and support them as well. Our intro and outro music is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all our social media outlets, such as Facebook or Instagram. If you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us via our PayPal. Or you can donate me a drink. All rights reserved by Benchmark Media, LLC. Collins out.